Radio shouting. We were in the zone, man. We were in a good five years zone. Yeah. You know, once we got the momentum going, we got the chemistry going, it was just like, you know, when a team had to have a run. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the Patriots had their run, when the Lakers had their run, when the Bulls had their run, we had our run. And we yeah. was in that zone, you know, and everything that we put together, we were in that moment. Yeah. We were catch, capturing what I call Kodak moment. Hey, cut up the station, it's about that time for Fila. Most likely he a small fry if he was stamped by Beehive. It's one in one station only, they got the streets on fire. So please do not touch the dial, cause we finna go live. Yeah, yeah, you know we live from 285, man. And of course, you know it's your boy Beehive. Radio Shout is stepping in the building. I got a legendary singer, composer, I mean producer. Moby Dick, what's good with it, boss? Oh, it was him with it. It was him, Brian. You heard me? My boy behind the building, Moby Dick. Out the box of exploitations in the building. Beats by the pound. You heard me? I mean, let's get straight to it, man. Beats by the pound. How did that team come together, man? Oh, man. First of all, I got to say God. Uh-huh. God that did it, you know what I'm saying? Because first of all, me and KL, we had already been introduced to one another mm-hmm. prior to No Limit. Mm-hmm. He had a situation called Three Nine Posse Parkway Pumping Records out there off the Parkway uptown New Orleans, mm-hmm. and I had my situation with Mary Young, aka Money, mm-hmm. with our starving artist entertainment. We had a group called Critical Condition, yeah, and it, it transformed to CC Waterbound off a project that we pretty much were known for that we did with UGK, yeah, and um, you know. So uh, when we, me and him met doing some uh, shows that we used to do via our promoter that we had mutually. Called. His name was uh, Bobby Marchand, mm-hmm. and we did a show in our hood, Syracuseville, Louisiana. That's where I'm from. Shout out to Syracuseville. And we did a show out there at the gym where my mother, you know, she was one of the founders of that gym. Mm-hmm. We did a show back there. Mm-hmm. Me and Kel met, and years later, we met in uh, California. Uh-huh. When I flew out there back in 1994, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and um, we bumped heads out there. We're like, oh, I, you know, I know you, you know, like yeah. And then when we found out that we was going to be working together, yeah. in the same space up there in uh, Richmond, California, we decided to say, okay, let's let's be a team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, you know, I'm, you know, the thing about New Orleans is that we have a spirit for music, which a lot of bands and you know. Uh, brass bands out yeah. there, high school bands and all that. Yeah. The spirit of band pretty much is the team. Like, you know, we play for Friday nights at the football games and all mm-hmm. that. And it's the spirit of the band that's there in New Orleans real deep. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So Beast by the Power was pretty much a production band. Uh. You understand? That's what it was. Even though we did a lot of stuff individually, we mm-hmm. did also some things collectively. You mm-hmm. know what I'm you know, and later on, you know, via Servon, matter of fact, Servon was the one who bought uh, KL uh-huh. to P. He introduced him to P because him and C. Murder, yeah. they had a relationship from playing basketball. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, one thing led to another, and, you know, we bought people that we knew. It was just like a, a game of nepotism that went yeah. on. Now, for those who may not know, Mo, what were some of the bangers? that you hit them hooks on, man, and brought it all the way home for these folks, man? Well, the first one, everybody know me for is going to be that ice cream, man. That Mr. Ice Cream. Mr. Ice Cream, man. You know, everybody know that, you know. Woo! 
and then we can go to gangstified, and then we can go from freeloaders. Niggas just don't know that if we can go to that, then we can go to. I always feel like somebody. And we can go on and on and on. We can go to uh, Foolish. Mm-hmm. You understand? You know, a whole lot of them, man, you know? I'm going to have to be real with you, though. One of my favorites, man, on that Mac album, Be All You Can Be, man. You brought wow. that thing home at the EMO. Wow. What wow. was it like, man? What were those studio sessions like? And, I mean, when you went in them booths, did you know that, hey, man, it's all on me right now. I got to go ahead and take this on home. Well, we were in a zone, man. We were in a good five-year zone. Man. Yeah. You know, once we got the momentum going, we got the chemistry going, it was just like, you know, when a team have, have a run. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the Patriots had their run, when the Lakers had their run, when the Bulls had their run, we had our run. And we yeah. was in that zone, you know, and everything that we – Put together, we were in that moment. Yeah, and we were catch, capturing what I call Kodak moments. You understand what I'm saying? That's and right. We would have a beat playing. I may have a beat playing somewhere, and you know we would be working on a lot of projects simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So Mac may come through and hear me playing the beat, and it was a lot. It was a rat race. Yeah, you know, because being there so many projects yeah. were going on, they had to get it how they had to live. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, they had to come in when, when when they could. So Mac, you know, heard a little something. He heard that song. He said, cuz, I need that. They call me cuz because I'm I'm kin to the Miller brothers. Okay. Via our fathers. Yeah. That's my nickname on the tank, cuz. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he said, cuz, you know, let me get that, man. So I hear something to that, you know. So uh, being, matter of fact, a lot of, we had a lot of uh, uh, closeness in the tank. Bean and Mac used to run a lot together. Yeah. They were real tight. Bean and Mac and Kane and Abel, they they they, they were our little youngsters. You yeah. Yeah. So they used to run a lot together. And Fiends just so happened to be in there because he was working on his project as well. On his I think he was working on the streets, street like he was already done with uh the uh there's one in every family. He was yeah. already gold by that time. So he you know, we one thing about No Limit, every album was a compilation. You could tell. Yeah. Every album was a compilation. So we featured each other on there. Mm -hmm. Fiend heard the beat. He heard the song. All my souls is in the squeeze. I already had the, you know, the the, the, the melody playing. And Fiend's a prolific writer. One thing I got to give it to Fiend, Mac, all of us were our own writers. That's right. We had no ghost writers at No Limit. None. Everybody Uh. wrote wrote their own material. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was a blessing right there that made our job a lot easier. Yeah. So I'm saying so that that was a Kodak moment that happened with that be all you can be. Uh I just I, I came up with the concept. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I came up with the concept. And I was like, you know, let's call this be all you can be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's when Fiend, like I'm saying, came with that his thing. He fit, you know, we, we saw the vision together. Yeah. And it came together like it was supposed to. Yeah. I mean, when you was in that booth though, did you know that, hey man. Because, I mean, Mo, it would seem like you were singing every song like it was going to be your last damn song you ever sang in your life. And I can recall me, my brother and sister, harmonizing with you on that Be All You Can Be. <laughs> I mean, Be All, yeah, all You Can Be. And we'd be in that thing, I mean, you know, how can I ever trust you again? Tell me, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd be in that hitting that note right along with you. 
when it came to making them? Was you making the beats and the hooks at the same time, or was it just something that came together? Or did you already have the melodies in your head? Well, you know, like I'm saying, like certain sounds mm-hmm. inspire me when mm-hmm. I hear certain sounds. Yeah. You know, if I'm out there, we know we got to get a project done. Say, like, the name of album, Max album was called, uh, that album was uh, Shell Shop. Shell Shop. Yeah. Thank you. Shell Shop. And me, in my mind, I want to thank every, keep everything consistent yeah. with that album title mm-hmm. as a producer. There's a difference between a producer and a beat maker. Hey. A producer's going to think, let's sell this product. The, the key word of producer is produce product. That's right. Saying? So we want to make this product called Shell Shop. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, okay, let's let's be consistent. Mm-hmm. Shell Shop is relative to somebody who's a war vet or something who's been to war. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So the Army's, you know, motto was what? Be all you can be. That's right. You understand? So I'm like, okay, let, let, let's... Ooh. Let's be all we can be on this here. Mm-hmm. So when when I when I came up with the, you know with my part of the hook and you know I was like okay, let's bring it home mm-hmm. because all we could be is us. Yeah, you know, be means the experience that we experience in life. All we could be is what we're conditioned to be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's all that we can be. Hey. So that comes with the good and the bad. Yeah, you know, it comes with trust, betrayal, all that. You know what I'm saying? All that comes with the territory. You know what I'm saying? With with, with this soldier life. That's right. That's right. Another banger, though. Gangsta Five, man. That track was just hard as hell. The hook. I mean, because y'all were putting together masterpieces at the same time. It was like you could just kind of let it ride. Mm -hmm. Some of these songs you had to put on repeat. When you made them things, because even though I know y'all were churning them out at a crazy rate, did you know that? Hey, man, it's something about that one that I just made right there. I had a feeling about okay, that. Okay, okay. I, I had a feeling about that one. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it, it, it's, it's about, one thing about me as a producer, when I gauge an artist, mm-hmm. I custom make music for, for him. Mm-hmm. I make a soundtrack for that superhero. Yeah. As Kale would say, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like giving Superman his dun 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Giving that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a responsible uh, producer, and you know, I look at the twins. Mm-hmm. You know, they came in. You know, we they were dropped off to literally. You know, P came in and said, "Stacker, we were working on the Ambotic movie," mm-hmm. and they came. They they were going to Xavier at one time. Some kind of way, they got in P's hands. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And P said, "Stop what you're doing. You know, Come I need to over. put them in the mix right quick." So. That was the actual first product that was Project The Seven Sin mm-hmm. that was a fully creative control by Beast by the Pound. Mm. That was just me and KL at the time. Mm-hmm. Me and KL, KL founded Beast by the Pound. Yeah. So it was a total a project that's totally under our creative control. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people didn't know China Wright. China Wright was on that project. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She was known as Steph then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And she was on a project with Mia X, and I forgot the other chick who was on there. Yeah. It was, it, 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 I think they would call themselves the Lady Thugs or something like that. P wanted to get a super group of girls, but it, it didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, when we were working on that, um, see, I'm 
I was a specialist at No Limit for doing remakes. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that was one of my specialties. Yeah. Odell would do some, you know, Kel, I mean, Craig B would do some as well, but, you know, I, would, I would, used to be the go-to guy for most of the remakes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So sometimes I would brainstorm and be like, okay, let me, let me hear something that's not too old and not too new. Yeah. So I always did like that naturally mine. Yeah. By I'll be sure. Shout out to I'll be sure. You yeah. Know? I always did like that. So I just wanted to do my little interpolation and freak it out a little bit. You understand? And put that knock on it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Another remix that was cold. That was P's idea. Uh. That was his idea. You know. Yeah. Got to give credit where it was due. Yeah. So because sometimes he would, like I'm saying, I was the go-to guy. He said, man, cuz. I need you to replay this always. You know, remember that song, <laughs> that Rockwell, Michael Jackson song, you know what I'm saying? I always feel like. Yeah. You know I'm saying, I need you to do that. I need you to sing it. Okay, so, you know, started on the beat. You know what I'm saying? Started making the beat. And um, KL China. That was a Beast by the Pound. I yeah. think that was the first Beast by the Pound collective. Uh. Without, that before Dell came to the table. It was me, Craig B, and. Uh, I already had the melody in my mind what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Singing the hook. I just need to come up with something that sick. You know, yeah. Thanks to beat to sing that melody on top. Of. And that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? Songs like the Ice Cream Man, though. When that took off and you on that hook killing that thing. What was going through your mind? Did you know then that it wasn't no turning back after that point? Oh, man. I knew when Cuz flew me out from Wichita, Kansas uh. to uh, Oakland, California. Mm. I knew it was a rap then. Really, before then. Uh. Me and my frat brother, shout out to the Cubes, in 1994, we made a, a road trip down from Wichita, Kansas all the way down to New Orleans. Yeah. Around Thanksgiving. Around mm-hmm. this time of the year. Yeah. Crazy. No such thing as coincidence. Around this time of the year, you know, you know, the Bayou Classic is a college of HBCU pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. I think it's the I think it's the godfather of all classics. Yeah. You know I'm saying? All classics came from the Bayou Classic. But anyway, you know, the black college student would make a pilgrimage down to uh, New Orleans, you know, and then the midpoint would be in Dallas, so we'd stay overnight, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when we stayed overnight, we went to the club, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Me and, me and my frat brothers, and we had some other frat brothers who were bouncing at the club. So mm-hmm. we got in for free. Yeah. So when we got in, we went in there for about 10 minutes. Some shots rang out. The chick got, got shot. You know, hey. thank God she made it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, after the smoke cleared out, we trying to make our way out the club. And one of my frat brothers said some, somebody was trying to get my attention from the DJ booth. Yeah. And turn around, it was... My cousin, who I hadn't seen in six years, uh. Percy Miller. I haven't seen that. You know, like, what the fuck are you doing now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He pointed, he laughing, and you know, point like, yeah. get him. You know what I'm saying? So we went over, he said, cut, what happened? You know, the long time, no see thing. You exactly. know, he was in there, Silk was in there. Yeah. Rest in peace, Big Ed was in there. Uh. And uh, so uh, so we chopped it up. He was like, cut, you still doing your music? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where you at now? I'm in, I'm in Kansas. What you doing in Kansas? You know? <laughs> I'm playing for the church. At that time, I was playing for St. Mark, you mm-hmm. know, playing an organ for the church. And um, he said, well, you need to come and holler at your cousin, man, and give us your cousin. Like, I'm working on some big things. I'm, and it came up, cuz. Yeah. 
because the last time I had seen him was at Kevin's funeral. Oh. And he had just done my Mama's Bad Boy. Yeah. You understand? And he had let me hear the songs and all that. I was like, oh, it's cool, you know? Yeah. It's all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't accustomed to the West Coast sound at yeah. that time, you know what I'm saying? So, so I seen him, like I'm saying, the next time I had seen him was um in Dallas. And when I seen him, he said, well, cuz, I'm going to fly you out. You be ready. Two weeks later, I was in which I was in California with twenty dollars in my drum machine. The rest is no limit history. I knew it was serious then. Uh, <laughs> you hear me? Uh, what was it like traveling? You got all of these artists, all of these hits. You got all these songs to sing yourself too. What was the tours like? Uh, beast by the pound. Me, I see. That's the thing. I, I had. I wore several hats. Yeah. And I was also, you know, Beast by the Pound studio manager, yada, yada, yada. You know, we didn't know back yeah. in those days that we, we thought all that encompassed the producer. Yeah. But we we didn't know that we were also engineers. Yeah. And all that type of stuff. And yeah. And all. But anyway, uh, I didn't get to travel as much. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we would tour annually. Mm-hmm. But when we did, man, it was fun. Yeah, I had a blast. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, sometimes I would be like, okay, I can't wait to get back home and get my bed. But, yeah. man, we, we had to go see the fans. Yeah, The fans would kept us going, and that's what made it go fast. You know what I'm saying? Because we would go see them. We would see the reactions from the fans. They would know our words, something that I helped to write. Yeah, Some beats that I made, they're they going crazy off it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. knowing the words, the, the lyrics word for word. Yeah, See, man, that was a blessing to see that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't trade that for nothing in the world, man. You know, it, 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 it was phenomenal, bro. Bangers like Bourbons and Lax, man. How did that junk come about? Cause that was another one of the ones you had to just put on repeat, man. The track crazy, you singing your ass off as usual. Yeah. Everybody snapping in between. How did that one come about? Uh, we were working on, of course, mm-hmm. Ghetto D album. Mm-hmm. And we just coming up with ideas, and I'm in, you know, I'm in one of my throw it off moods. Uh. You know, I'm, I'm. A lot of people don't know if you, you don't, if you can't tell already. I ain't working with a full deck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't working with a full deck. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And uh, I always was a fan of Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I. I just was feeling, I don't know, I was in that zone. And I heard that. I said I had to slow it down. Uh. I had to slow it down and bring, it, bring that, that swamp yeah. that swamp juice on. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I had to put the infamous 808. Uh. You know what I'm saying? It was, actually, it was the SE one that we used. It had the long tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had to put that, that kick up under there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I say, okay, the 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 purpose of me was doing that because uh-huh. we made our music for the trunks. Yeah. That 808 had that trunk rally. Yeah. You know, back in those days, to go buy a car system with 
full 18s in the back. You know what I'm saying? 18. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 15, yeah, 13. 15, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had 15 and I had 10. Yeah, you know yeah. And I had the 6 by 9. Yeah. That back then. Yeah. The tweeters in the door, you know what I'm saying? Do tweeters. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Then, then, then the, then the uh, CD changes that come out. You know what I'm saying? And, and the amps. And the amps. Yeah. The rocks with five gigs. You remember? <laughs> exactly. So we made a lot of car car stereo people a lot of money. Yeah. Because we were the one. our music was the one they tested their systems on. Yeah. So we made it specifically for the competition. Mm-hmm. And to rock the shows in the clubs. You know, yeah. We purposely made that. That's why we, we, we stamped that 808. I even got it brand. I mean, tatted on. Uh, that 808, man. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of you, you catch beats by the pound, like we would, uh, if we would like want to sweat each other, we should yeah. put it on the 808. Uh-huh. That's, that's how let's uh-huh. put it on the 808. Okay, I'll tell you about that. But anyway, when I when I came up with that, I said I need to, I need to do this one for the South, man. And then we ride lax, we ride suburban. That's right. You understand? What I'm That's saying? right. We like to ride big. You know what I'm saying? That's that I ten thing. From exactly. Down to, Pan- to uh, Pensacola. You know? Yeah. Or even Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? So we ride sweet and low. You know what I'm yeah. Saying? That was for, for the ride. I mean, during that time, man, how did you feel putting it on for the NO? You see what I'm saying for the hometown? Because at that time, nationally, no limit was killing the game. Okay, Beats by the Pound had the best tracks in the game. You see what I'm saying? And New Orleans was a hotbed. How did that feel, being able to put on for your town like that? Well, uh, New Orleans, that's my town by default. Uh-huh. But my town is Morgan City. Uh-huh. You know, I got I to gotta let the people know. Yeah. P is my cousin, you know, all my family is from from New Orleans and other areas like Lafayette and all that, but New Orleans the epicenter, so I had to rep because the the Saints and all that. Yeah. Stuff. So it felt good to rep for the state mm-hmm. and for the town because at that time we wouldn't even consider hip hop, bro. Yeah. And we and you gotta understand the South wouldn't even consider hip hop. New mm-hmm. York was like they was already mad at the West Coast. They already had <laughs> beef going on. Pac yeah. had, you know, had yeah. people mad over there, and then Biggie had people mad over there. Yeah. And then whatever the media did, you know, put added more flame, fuel to the, you know, fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, that led us to come straight up the gut. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we felt that, you know, who's, what right? I mean, who gave you the round? I know New York started this thing called hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. On that. That's cool. We give you that. Yeah. But pop culture. Yeah. Started in Louisiana, New hey. Orleans, Louisiana. That's our first form hey, of pop culture, jazz. That's right. Everything was born hip hop, country and western, yeah. rock and roll. Everything that's pop come from out of New Orleans. So do your history. So anything. Right. So all we did was just you know, you know, took something and did it our way. Mm-hmm. You know, we gave respect to the West Coast. We gave respect to the to the uh, East Coast. And we still. Big hip hop fan, man. Yeah. I'm talking about New Orleans love music. Yeah. Whether it's, I'm talking about if it's good music, classic, classic music, if it's rock and roll, soft rock, if it's good music, New Orleans is going to rock with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, Maze is one, um, uh, New Orleans is 
uh, Frankie Bell and Maze's big biggest fan base. Mm-hmm. We love Maze. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, they always they'll tell you that's their home. That's their second home. You uh. know what I'm saying? Because we love good music. So uh, my thing is, when we were able to finally plant that flag, yeah. not only for Louisiana but mm-hmm. for the whole South, and get yeah. that respect, it felt good to put that on our back, bro. Yeah. It really felt good to be instrumental in it, and I, I really still feel proud of that to this day, you know what I'm saying? Being as cold as producers as y'all was, did y'all ever have to deal with offers of folks trying to steal y'all from over there, man? People wouldn't have it. <laughs> Even though we weren't on paper, yeah. she wouldn't have it. Okay. Not only P wasn't having it, yeah. we wasn't having it. That's cold. Because loyalty meant everything to us. That's right. You know, who we started off with, you know, we wanted, you know, be honest with you, man, I'm going to go kick it to the chase, man. I mean, when we left, we didn't even want to leave. Mm. It was just a disagreement that happened between, you know, men. Yeah. Because, you know, we didn't agree on business, and, then, you know, and that's what happened. But anyway, you know, for us to do what we did, bro, mm-hmm. was, was monumental. Mm-hmm. And it's something that only God could put together, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and it took a team effort yeah. to make that happen. You know what I'm saying? With that being said, man, because see, when you see a team that strong with that many folks in it, how will people how will people able to get together and really work as a cohesive unit, man? Because a lot of times, you know, you can't get all us in a room together for over five minutes before somebody going to blow. Cause most of us were family, we loved each other. Uh-huh. It was a lot of love, bro. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna be straight up with you, man. Uh, it was a lot of love, and it's still love to this day. Yeah. You know, I still conversate with Fiend. I still conversate with KL, yeah. you know, like it was yesterday. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? I still kind of say with Craig B, mm-hmm. you understand? Silk every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Went to go see my cousin in, in uh, Angola when I was able to go see him. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Mac, if I can get a call from him. We family, man, mm-hmm. because everybody knew one another one way or another. It was basically an uptown operation. Yeah. The only person who was from downtown was Mia, and she had Ken people yeah. from, from uptown. You know what I'm saying? New Orleans is a small city. In a big city. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And anybody who wanted to be found could be found. Mm-hmm. That's why it's the murder capital. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, we, we love what we did, man. We loved each other. We had a blast doing it. Yeah. And that's why it was it was so easy to do that. And we were winning. <laughs> so, I mean, you know the that? movie, Beast by the Pound, the movie, miniseries. What's going on with that, Mo? Bruh. It's time, you know. It's yeah. time, you know. It's been what twenty years almost. Yeah, twenty years almost. And you know, you got a generation that don't know that history. You got a generation who right now artists in the industry right now who don't have the full grips the truth of that. That's right. You understand? And uh, my cousin doing his, he doing his movie called the Ice Cream Man King of the South. Mm-hmm. He telling his version of his account. Yeah, you know what I'm saying and. It's just like the Bible, you know what I'm saying? They had many accounts. Everybody got their own book. Their own book in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he doing a book of Pete. Yeah. I'm doing a book of Moby. You know uh. what I'm saying? And then, you know, whoever else want to chime in, you know, yeah. who got the nuts to chime in, we ain't going to be a bad session. We just going to tell the truth. Yeah. You know, it was good and bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, we's going to, whoever, you know, want to, uh, should I say, contest it, they can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to put my account out. What were some of the best times that you can recall, Mo? The best times was, I ain't even sitting there and lie to you. Taking the world by storm with my cousins, 
Mm. And, you know what I'm saying, my blood cousin. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, taking the world by storm with that. Uh, being on American Music Awards tour performing, I miss my homie. Yeah. You understand? Being able to call Pimp C and be like, say, bro, need to get you on another one. Because we had, you know, we had already killed him with uh, Player from the South Stack V's. Oh. And say, say, bro, I need you to come do something else. And we did break him off something. You know what I'm saying? It, it was beautiful, man, being able to, you know, just, you know, just enjoy that moment. Yeah. It, it was beautiful. Y'all made it look so easy, though, Mo. Because, I mean, that break them off song, man, I mean, that's one of them songs, man. Everybody brought their A-game on that one, too. But that track, it was just that track that had that bounce to it that you could just ride. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you could just pop some stuff in, and you got to get in your car and listen to that. See, that, now that, that was me and Pimp C's second collaboration. Mm-hmm. Pimp C took the lead on that one. Mm. He took the lead with that bass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, boy, you had it taught it. You know what I'm saying? He came with that, and I came with That's how, how, you know, we put that together. It was just a good chemistry that we had. And like I'm saying, me, Pimp C, and Bum. Mm. Friends, man. God bless the dead, man. I love Pimp C. I love Mama West. My people. Those yeah. real people of mine. And I met him via my cousin, you know, like who I mentioned earlier from the group that we started called Critical Condition. Yeah. Merrick Money Young, he was, a, a, not only was he a, a labor owner, he also promoted shows. And how he was promoting shows out there in Thibodeau, mm-hmm. Thibodeau, Louisiana, where Nickel stayed at. And uh, he got them to do a show. Mm-hmm. And they built a relationship from that point. He said, man, I got to put you and Dick together. Man. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to do something. Y'all my two favorite producers. I got to get y'all together. So, you know, we got together during the time we were, we were working on uh, Ice Cream. No, not Ice Cream, man. We were working on... Uh, uh, Downside Hustlers? Not Downside. It was the Bowden movie. Uh. I had a little time to just get away and go to Dallas and, you know, I still had my loyalty to my hood. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, I ain't had nowhere else to go. If, if nothing else, where I had to, I had to have some. I could. If I, I had to go back home. But That's right. To. That's right. So you know what I'm saying. So I kept a relationship good with my homie, man. You know, and uh, that right there uh-huh. created a, re, uh, a relationship with hip hop. Mm. From that, that actually really helped save. UGK's career because Jai was just, they didn't even know what to do with him. So by me bringing them to No Limit, yeah. P was like, okay, I know what to do with exactly. I don't even give a I don't give a fuck. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was like, P, you know, P just took chance. One thing about P, what mm. I like about him, he took chances where nobody else mm. took him. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? He, yeah. That's why he won because he took chances. Yeah. And he didn't care what nobody thought. And that's how that's that's the attitude we all took with us. Yeah. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, really. I mean that's crazy. I mean, just be straight with me. Just be straight with me. That was that destiny's child thing. Talk to me but about that one. I got that was more or less, man. That was more or less Craig B. Craig B and uh his baby. He had a lot to do with that. 
Uh-huh. I, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I had my little part in that. Uh-huh. But that was really Craig B. Yeah. Craig B's baby. Now, I know you said you had good times and bad times. What were some of the down times that you care to discuss? Well, not being to take baths for weeks at a time. You know, sometimes we used to be in that studio, and we had to keep the machine running. You know we put out how many albums in one year? Like some, I think we put out about 14 that was on Billboard. And how many albums... How often was albums coming out? And no limit. Week. I want you to say that. Every week. Every week. <laughs> every week, every and month. How, it how was some albums, how many songs were each album? Shit. Twenty. At least. How much was you think it took? How much rest you think we got? Oof. None. No, yeah. None. You know, you know, that was it went to, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It wasn't too many bad times, man. Yeah. It wasn't too many bad times. It just went you know, when Cuz went to go play basketball. Yeah. That was, you know, he was fulfilling his dream. Yeah. But but he, he neglected his bread and butter. Uh, and he left it in the hands of some people who shouldn't have left it in the hands of. Yeah. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, and things got in a disarray. Yeah. Communication, you know, was wasn't there anymore. Yeah. So when we lost the communication, we lost the team. You understand? So I'm gonna say it for the record. You know, rest we're gonna catch in you know in a documentary, Beast by the Pound, might not have seen. But you know, just for the record, just communication, a lack of communication, or should I say, uh, adequate communication. Yeah. Messed that up. You understand? So a lot of people say that money has something to do with. It. Of course, you know. We all was in it for the money, but we was in it for the love for the, and the respect of it for the most part. Yeah. You know, we would, Beast by the Pound, we, we would, we rocked with Greater Later. Yeah. You understand what I'm talking about? We, we rocked with it, and we, we just wanted things to be on the up and up, and, you know, you know, and we ain't going to be pointing the finger. Yeah. You know, a lot of people didn't know things at that time because there was a lot of stuff was new to us. Like I'm saying, like I said earlier, I didn't know I was an A and R. I didn't know I was an engineer. I thought all that came out of being a producer. So we still were learn was learning the game. Yeah. P from the streets, straight out the Cattle Project. We ain't making <laughs> no. I ain't giving nobody an excuse. Yeah. Excuses, tools of incompetence. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But when you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, ignorance, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we charge it to the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it, it you know. I hate that it, it, it came to a demise, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I miss my cousin, you know what I'm saying? I wish we were on speaking terms, but I haven't speak, spoken to my cuz, peace, since 1999. Oh. The <laughs> last time I talked to cuz. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm going to say that. But, Y'all going to have to work that out, man. Because, I mean, well, we got to bring this back. Put it to you like this here. I worked it out with myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm comfortable with them myself. Yeah. And you know, God, I, I I I put it all in God's hand. Do the, I did the best that I could do, you know? Did my duty that was best, and I leave it to God the rest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what that is. When you go back to saying that you was in that studio for weeks at a time, how was y'all able to keep from getting burnt out and still bring the funk on every last one of them records? 
I said earlier, man, we, we were in like a serious zone, man. You know, we just was in that zone. And it was fun. Yeah. We had a blast, bro. You know, when you, come on, bro, like, when you was jamming, <laughs> you know, when you jamming, when you're having fun, you don't want to stop. Yeah. And then it was work and fun. Yeah. Work was fun to us. So we didn't want to stop. Yeah. So if we could do another, we're like, man, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. So we, like I'm saying, we just was in the zone, man, and it was good chemistry, good energies, good people, and good content. What was your favorite song? Well, what was some of your favorites? Because I know you ain't got one out of 100,000 songs. Yeah. There's a whole, uh, there's a whole lot of them, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with "Picture You and Me." Uh. because I got to really express myself. Yeah, yeah. On that, I I, I had expressed myself on um, that thing is on, mm-hmm. but that picture you and me, you know, it was something about it. You know, it was how I started off gangster harmony. Mm. You know. It was my solo album, really. I had never had intention ever in my life to do a solo project, ever. Uh. I never intended to do a solo song, ever. Cause I, like I said, I always was a team player. I yeah. A yeah. I always thought about being behind the scenes or being playing keyboard or in the horn section or something like yeah. that. Not me out front. That was, I never imagined that. Yeah. That was P's idea. Mm. Because for me singing hooks, I guess it was a demand that came from me. People yeah, wanted yeah. more Moby Dick. You know what I'm saying? Who was that dude on on the hook? They wanted more of it. So he said, "Cuz just go do your art, do your artwork, <laughs> get you your shot." Yeah. You know. You know. We did the little digital shot over there by um, Pen and Pixel. Mm-hmm. Put a chick in there that I, I never met before in my life. I still haven't met her before. <laughs> You know, that's his type. That was P type. Yeah. That ain't my type of shit, man. She would have more bull than all that. <laughs> and that, I, I, don't, I don't like that album. Cause yeah. That's the only thing I like about that album. Because the chicken ain't no bull. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, yeah. you know, the picture, picture, picture you and me, man. Picture That was my jam because it's, it expressed how I rocks with my significant other. Yeah. And I'm a romantic. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, I'm gangster homie. You know what I'm saying? I'm... You know, I love the feminine quality. Mm-hmm. I was raised by a good woman. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You know, my, and I got a good woman. Yes, you know sir. I'm saying? You know, so that was just about, you know, a story between a, a ghetto love story about a chick that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, she was kind of sweet on me. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of sweet on her, but we were just friends today, so we didn't all we all grown up. Yeah. Oh, you smoke too? And I smoke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was one of them type of situations. Yes, sir. New Fictitional Yeah. Speaking of that uh booty, man, Shawty got some back on her. Yeah, that's my new joint. Tell me about it. That's my new joint. You know New Orleans is the is the epicenter. Well, I ain't gonna say epicenter, I think it's Atlanta now. Oh yeah, it but go down we, now. But we gave birth to twerking. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And twerking that terminology came from New Orleans. I guess I, I think I was one of the ones to put out a song called 
the first one to put out a song called Twerk Something mm. on Gangster Harmony. Mm. So what I did, I just came back and just reclaimed the twerk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, that would never go out of style. Just a whole nother way of saying shake your ass. <laughs> shake your booty. You know what I'm saying? And it just another twist on it. And, you know, fun mm-hmm. song. Yes, you know, sir. because, you know, a little while I, I was in, I ain't gonna lie, I got into a little emotional type of slump after a while because, you know, life had took its toll on me. Yeah. Post no limit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that's that's just me being real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I put out a project called Le Society where I dumped all all that those emotions and betrayal and everything that I went through, mm-hmm. you know, during post no limit, you know what I'm saying? Because like I say, it's the game has its ups and its downs, mm-hmm. and we're human beings, man. You know, a lot of people have with the certain things they're looking for in life and in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I felt that a, a certain kind of way, and I put it out on there. Mm-hmm. So now, allegorical love is a quest for me. You know, I'm feeling good again. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I want to bash the game. I want to understand what the youth talking about because I was a youth at one time. Mm-hmm. So that's my way of bridging the gap and be like, yeah, you know, the old man still got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what y'all talking about. I can talk y'all language. And I got a couple of females in my era that still like to shake their little thing. You know <laughs> Matter of fact, I know some 45 years olds, females that's busting a lot of these 20 years old. Yep. So y'all better get yep. in that gym, y'all little youngsters. <laughs> Stay in that gym. <laughs> They got some 45 and 50s getting it in. That's right. At Lifetime Fitness. You know what I mean? So, that's, you know, matter of fact, a lot of fitness people been hitting me in on that song. So, yeah. It's all about getting that twerk out. During the time where everything was going crazy, do you feel like you got a chance to really appreciate what was going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Okay. I had, I had a good time to appreciate it, man. Because as we were doing it, I was appreciating it. Yeah. I saw the uh, the appreciation from the fans. Mm-hmm. I still see it to this day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying in my social media, they always telling me they appreciate. You know, a lot of babies were made off of my music and stuff like that. And that, that's that's some crazy stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was made off of something that you laid down. You know what I'm saying? God is great. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you know, I really appreciated that experience the whole time I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, man, what's next for Moby Dick? I'm saying the um, Beast by the Pound movie. Uh-huh. Be on the lookout for that. The Mind Eyes Have Seen. That's right. That's the documentary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, so you got the movie and the documentary? Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, the, the movie is pretty much like the life of a producer. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's just like a lot of people don't have. I don't think that the producer get the respect that he deserves. He deserves. Mm-hmm. I really don't think so. They, I, I've heard it. I've heard it been said before. All you do is make beats. All you do is make beats. All I do okay. is make the crowd go crazy. So fool. my thing is, so so you mean to tell me you could rock a concert and rock the club with acapella? You could do that. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I mean, the last acapella bang I heard from Take Six. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> McFerrin. You better be you know singing. It yeah. wasn't no hip hop. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. So uh, it fresh. Yeah, and I just <laughs> think that that's a project I want to just 
put the uh, the respect of the producer on my back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be like, okay, man, bastard, if you wouldn't have a beat, you wouldn't even have a reason to rap. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, I just want to bring that respect back and tell that the experience because I don't know if anybody ever saw that movie called The Funk Brothers. Standing I seen that. Yeah. Motown. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Though they made the soundtrack for that whole Motown. For the whole Motown. Yeah. Without without the Funk Brothers. It ain't no Motown. You no, know, you wouldn't hear, I can't help myself. I'm loving you and nobody else. They, they did all with that, with that tambourine. They got a, yeah. that tambourine sound. Yeah. Signature. You know what I'm saying? Just like we had our 808 and KO at the snare. You know what I'm saying? So I just figured that, you know, we just need to share light on the, on the on producer. So I want to, you know, make a movie out of it and then turn it into a, a miniseries. That's going to be dope. Yeah. That's going to be dope. We're moving. God is great. Appreciate you coming through this thing, brother. Appreciate you inviting me, man. Already. Wishing nothing but the best and much success.